Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast for Wednesday, December 16th. Uh, my name is Ian Saunders, and joining us here as well today is Sarah Maley. And Sarah, coming in, it's hard to believe we only got three more of these, these podcasts left in the year 2020. Um, it has, has definitely flown by for us here at Dorsey Wright, as I'm sure it is, has for many of you listening as well. Um, and we're also seeing some uh, some things flying around in the markets, too, with, with most of the major indices continuing to push higher over the past week or so with um, some muted movement uh, for most of the major indices at the time of this recording. This Wednesday with the S&Ps posting a slight gain, NASDAQ up about half a percent, and the Dow down um, or about flat on the day. So not too much movement that we see going on this Wednesday, but nonetheless, no shortage of things for us to talk about here as we head towards or in the midst of the holidays and continue with the holidays over the next couple of weeks. Um, and one interesting point, Sarah, that we were talking about before jumping in here, I mean, we, we continue to talk about the S&P 500 uh, making new all-time highs and being at all-time highs, but some other areas like these the small caps, like the small cap 600, would also continue to push higher as well. Right. So last week we brought the iShares S&P small cap 600 index fund to your attention um, as it rallied to reach its 2018, uh, August of 2018 high at 90. With yesterday's action, we saw the IJR actually print another X at 91. So IJR is now officially at all-time highs. Um, you know, we've seen stellar strength from the small cap areas, which we've you know kept you up to date on. Um, at this point, uh, IJR is about 123% overbought, which we do know is the most heavily overbought that the fund has been since December of 2016, interestingly enough. Uh, but IJR continues to trade on four consecutive buy signals, again, at all-time highs. Um, and so with, with it being so overbought, you know, there is the potential for, you know, mean, re mean reversion or pullback. Um, and with that said, there is nice support at 85. But when we look at the IJR and we look at it relative to um, the major market funds that we cover, there's particularly a, a list of 10 that we cover in, in the major market ETF update that's uh, published every Wednesday evening. Uh, I noticed today, and I'm going to mention it in, in that feature, that IJR is the best performing fund out of all of the major market funds we cover over the last 30, 60, and 90 days. Um, so with that said, we've even seen um, that outperformance is both over the queues and SPY. Um, IJR lags on a year-to-date basis up a little over 8%, but um, I, I thought it was pretty pretty. Um, eye-opening that we saw, we are seeing that outperformance for the Qs and SPY. Um, and, and Ian, you were looking at um, some score comparisons with SPY and IJR. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, that point, you mentioned, point you mentioned there, Sarah, with the, uh, the recent improvement uh, from a performance standpoint for, for IJR kind of relative to the other major market funds is, is definitely pretty substantial. And we've seen that reflected in some of the other comparisons or, or statistics that we use for comparative purposes here on the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright platform. Um, one way you can go in and compare a few different funds is there's this button at the top of each each page for those of you who might be following along either via YouTube or on your own on the platform. Um, there's a button at the, at the top of any uh, fund that says fund compare and so you can go to the chart page of any fund, click that button and bring up a nice little side-by-side -side view of um, whatever fund you're you're looking at compared to up to three other funds. Um, and if you do that with IJR compared to SPY, so we're looking at the small cap 600 index fund compared against the S&P 500 ETF trust there. 
So we, we have, we've actually seen the fund score of IJR with that kind of the significant recent improvement has boosted that fund score to a recent level of 4.22, uh, actually 4.23 if you round up, um, which has surpassed the fund score of SPY. That fund score of SPY has, has retracted a little bit um, from its high over the, of, um, the higher level that it reached over the past six months down to a current level of 4.1. So not necessarily to say that the score of SPY is, is weak by any means. And the fund score goes from zero to six. We generally identify the, those funds that are scoring of at least four as the more favorable areas. Those funds scoring at least three as, as your potential kind of hold areas and beneath three being areas that you might want to shy away from. So both of these areas both continue to score above four, but that recent improvement from IJR has, has boosted it above the fund score of SPY, which is an interesting development to note. And we see that reflected across some other um, more small cap oriented funds as well, like IWM, the Russell 2000 ETF there. Um, looking underneath the hood at why some of that movement has happened, why we've seen this, this sustained outperformance over the past several weeks that's led to the improvement from a fund score perspective. Um, it, it, it's interesting to, to compare the two on a sector exposure basis as well. Um, looking at, uh, perhaps as, as you may know, the two highest allocated sectors with SPY, technology being the first, consumer cyclical being the second, and also seeing substantial exposure to healthcare there as well. Um, it's really made up the bulk of that that fund, over half of that fund between those three sectors, um, and, and has remained at, at such levels um, that we've seen it show that outperformance over the past several months. Um, but the recent improvement of, of IJR, you look at areas like industrials with the highest allocation within IJR, financial showing, showing a substantial allocation as well, um, that, that's seen, seen picked up the pace a lot over the past several weeks from those two areas. So um, that's one kind of interesting relationship to monitor. Um, and, and another interesting relationship to monitor that we're looking at from the sector perspective, again, if we take those those top two allocated sectors within the SPY, um, looking at technology and consumer consumer cyclical, sorry, um, those two areas have kind of been been back and forth from a buy signal perspective within the broader DALI domestic equity sector breakdown that we have. Um, with with the technology is continuing to to sit in the number one spot in that breakdown. Um, but it continues to fluctuate from a buy signal perspective and is now down to just one signal separation from the consumer cyclical space, um, which it has actually gotten down to before and then picked up a little bit and now it's retracted back to only a one signal separation between the two. Um, but if we look at a broader technology representative, looking at the spider sector technology fund ticker XLK here on the platform, I mean, that, that name has given multiple consecutive buy signals after moving back to a positive trend in April. It still sits out on a buy signal um, that it gave at the beginning of this month on December 4th, and, and it's actually matched its all-time chart high from September at 126 um, at that level that it reached on the 4th. So we haven't even seen this, this chart reverse down into a column of O's. It's an interesting thing to note. A lot of headlines that you'll see Float around is, I mean, technology underperforming, which which it is, and we're seeing that reflected from a relative strength perspective. Uh, but we're not necessarily saying that technology is weak, right? I mean, even if technology loses that number one position in Dolly, it's still ranked in the top two, and we would generally look towards those ha those uh, those areas in the top half of those more more favorable sectors, anyway. So uh, just one interesting thing to note, and we've we've seen a, a, a similar idea from from some of the other sectors as well, like that area that's ranked in number two there, Sarah, with the with the consumer cyclical space. 
Yeah, so like you said, Ian, we saw over the past few weeks, we've seen that kind of gap jump from one signal to seven signals back down to one. Um, and I think it's just really important to note that, you know, if you're looking for a winner between two things, you're all, or if you're comparing two things, you're always going to have one winner. So even if you're comparing two strong things, one thing is always going to be uh, relatively stronger. So that's, I think, what we're seeing here with right now with tech being number one, consumer discretionary number two. Um, but that, again, that's going to be something to, to take a look at uh, or just to keep an eye on, especially in Dolly. So be sure to set those Dolly alerts. Um, but just from a the broad perspective, so similar to the XLK, um, we're looking here at the XLY, the Consumer Discretionary Select Spider Fund. It's formed a double top at 158, a move to 160 would mark a new all-time high. Um, we've got two consecutive buy signals here, a fund score 4.32, positive weekly momentum, and we're trading right near the middle of the 10-week trading band. Um, and just within that space, um, we've seen you know, areas like footwear with Nike and Crocs, um, automobile manufacturers, houseware specialties, those kind of subsectors are leading the way higher, um, while areas like automotive retail, leisure products, and distributors are kind of the weaker subgroups. Um, but some interesting names to take a look at, I think, from that space, if you're looking for individual stock ideas, um, it's going to be American Eagle Outfitters, things like Crocs, um, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, we've actually seen pick up, along with Save or Spirit Airlines, tickets or ticker Save, excuse me. Um, so, and then within that sector as well, we have, you know, we always, we're going to have some weaker names too. So Echo Star is one weak name, um, along with AMC. So, again, we're watching these two sectors kind of battle it out, um, one sector, one one buy signal separates the two in Dolly, but both remain um, areas that you most definitely would need to, would should would like to overweight in your portfolios. Um, so that I think wraps up that discussion for today. We wanted to just bring to your attention that we do have our 12 days of Christmas series um, that is going on right now in our daily equity report. Um, and this year's series focuses on enhancing your process with scalable customization in 2021. So we're looking at um, various, you know, the, the benefits of using rules-based models, the various methodologies that we use um, that all are based on relative strength. Um, and then we're also going to take a look at our new model builder tool that offers users the ability to create uh, static models, matrix-based models, the fund score method, and fund score method-based models um, that, you know, live on the site and you can set alerts and things like that. So there's a lot of really great functionality. That tool is in beta. Uh, it's beta mode right now. So um, if you do have a an account, we do recommend, um, you know, checking that out and taking a look at it and just providing us with any feedback that you, that you have. Um, and then also last week we hosted the uh, our first virtual symposium, which if you attended, we really appreciate it. Um, we do have replay links that are in the process of being edited, and they also need to be compliance approved. Uh, these will be available in our report once they are all checked off. And for those of you that don't have access or would like them to be emailed to you, um, we can email you kind of just a list of the, the links. Uh, that's going to be DWA at dorseywright.com. So please reach out to us if you'd like copies of those. Um, and again, if you did join us, we really do appreciate it. Um, and with that, I really hope that everyone has this great week as we prepare for the holidays um, and a new year. It's coming up close. Take care.